Hi everyone, welcome to uh, Friday Night Stripes, Don here, and today I've got Dan Johnson on with me. Welcome, Dan. Hi, thanks, thanks for having me. For sure, so so um, I came across Dan in the, uh, in the NFHS uh, football officials group. Um, he, he had done some, uh, was part of some discussions there and, and mentioned that you had previously done a podcast, correct, Dan? Correct. Uh, before we even called it podcast, <laughs> sure. Years back, uh, uh, it was called Nice Call Ref, and it's something that I did for uh, not quite two years, a year and a half, and um, and it was a, a video stream along with the audio. Sure. Um, uh, that and I I covered uh, uh, officiating in, in different sports as well. I remember I brought on some uh, a few uh, baseball umpires, a hockey person once, um, but I you know definitely a focus on high school football and uh, I had some college uh, college officials on with me. Um, but uh, yeah, something along these lines. I really like what you're doing here with the Friday Night Stripes. Well, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. So, um, what for everybody that's listening, we're we're going to take a different focus going forward. We're going to start. We're going to start with the interviews uh, that we normally do, and then we're going to really dive in on some technical issues. And then that way, it's a good way to for everybody to get some refreshers or learn something. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, Dan, what what what's your officiating journey? How did you get into it, and and how how has the journey gone for you? Oh gosh. I wish I'd got into it so much sooner. Sure. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm 52 years old now. Um, and this is my, I finished 18 years of football last season. Oh, great. So this, okay. this fall will be 19. Um, the first, uh, first six years, um, I was strictly an umpire. Uh, and then, uh, our, uh, crew shuffled around a bit. And, uh, my friend Mike, uh, Dunker left. Uh, to move out of state for his job, he was the white hat initially, and uh, we switched for his final season. So he was there as my umpire, and as I took the took over the helm at white hat. Sure, and I've been there ever since. Yeah. Well, well, great, great. So that that I think is what it, we'll we'll focus on today. Is we'll talk we'll talk about the referee position and and all the things that that come into it, and and a little bit of focus on. How what what are the things that a new a newer referee is is gonna have to work on? Um, that that's a journey that I'm not there yet, um, and and I completely feel your comments about uh, about wishing I'd started sooner. I started when I was 43, so <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm 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 going into my fifth year. I wish I had started a lot sooner, um, but that's okay. I'm having fun as it is. So. Um, right. one of the things that will start to transition, I think is, um, I think I'll start to see a few more, uh, white hat games at the, uh, sub varsity level at the freshman JV level. Um, just cause I know we're, we're a little short on, on referees at the moment for across mm-hmm. the board. So, um, so what, what's, what's some advice? What are some of the things that, that newer referees, um, maybe have trouble switching my, their mind over on have have you have you had any insight into what newer referees might might want to be thinking about as they make the change boy um just just be real solid in your uh signals um 
You know, it sounds hokey, but it it, it is necessary. Uh, I try to do it every every season before before going into each year, just to go back through all of your signals and calls uh, in a mirror and sure. and announce those. Um, you know, more and more schools are putting a microphone on you now. Right. <laughs> so that's right. A, that just amplifies any screw-ups you might have. Or if you sound unsure about something, uh, you know, that that leaves uh, doubt in the mind of your audience. Uh, For sure. So. Yeah, I know I know the referees I've worked with. They, they've said that they, um, they'll even vocalize what they're saying, even if they're not wearing a mic, just so that it's sure. always the same. Uh, that obviously, the benches probably can't hear them. Um, but but at least that it's always the same when the mic's on when the mic's off it doesn't matter that's going to be the same delivery right, right. so that that well, makes perfect uh, sense even even at uh, I, I always encourage new officials even if you're not at the white hat position um, it's okay to be vocal throughout the game um, you know that's part of the uh, preventive officiating aspect sure is that uh, players know okay I'm over your shoulder be smart about this <laughs> right um and, and uh you know it's just you know, I, getting into a routine sometimes you know down a distance i'll repeat to myself okay it's third and eight we're at the 25 um th- things like that um you know going throughout a play and then uh, you know i try to open up a, a dialogue uh with players as much as possible um, you know, I don't want to get too chatty uh, with them by any means, but sure. uh, I think that the more uh, open and proactive we can be with them, uh, and they get the feeling right away. I, I want them to know after that uh, uh, pregame discussion that we have with the coin toss, you know, that that they're welcome to come to us, or come to me, or anyone on the crew if they have a concern to raise, um, and that also we prefer you know, communicating through them as captains. Right. Um, and then just any player out on the field who wants to do their own officiating. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it, especially like my umpire in the middle of the field, he's really good about uh, uh, vocalizing throughout the game to to be a, uh, a preventive official, but also, uh, you know, keep things uh, from getting out of hand, you know. Sure, sure. I, I, I laughed because I, I did a, a girls lacrosse game last night that was about 10 referees on the field. So, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it, it, uh, a lot of the girls felt that uh, things were happening that we weren't calling. So it was one of those mm-hmm. games that you just, you go, okay, let's, let's play ball here. Let's, let's continue yeah. on. And, yeah. and what I, I, I think I even, I, I had one incident where, a girl from one team said, she's doing this. Oh, oh, no, watch for this. And then the girl right next to her on the other team said, and can you watch for this? And I said, girls, yeah. I, I, I don't say girls. I always say ladies. Ladies, mm-hmm. we're going to watch what we're going to watch. Let's go on. Um, I usually don't mind if, if one says something, but when it like snowballs like that, I, I, I felt I had to step in and say, okay, enough. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so... it. One of the things, um, and, and this is beneficial for, for everyone, not, um, not just referees, what, 
what do you like to hear in in a foul report? So I'm I'm the let's say I'm the line judge. Um, I've got pass interference 30 yards down the field on an interception. So when when I when at plays dead, I'm running in and I come to talk to you. Um, I, I think the things you like to hear are what was the result of the play, what's the foul. Um, do you personally like to hear my thoughts on what the enforcement will be, or do you want that left out? Um, I don't mind hearing that. I know some some white hats would prefer not to hear that, and and uh, but no, I, I I don't mind having that as a reminder. I'll have my umpire listening in on that part too to to verify right that we're enforcing things correctly. But um, yeah, uh, with pass interference especially, and I've gotten this crossed up more than once is um, I want to make sure that uh, that I've got OPI and not DPI. Um, oh, sure. Um, so I'm not calling a, a foul on white one. It should be against red. Yeah. Um, that's embarrassing. And you have to come back and correct that. But of course, um, that, that that's the basic types of things that I want to hear about. Um, not so much of a description. Well, sometimes there, there's a you know, a couple of descriptive terms I would like to hear with, you know, what did he, did he, did he, was it contact with the receiver uh, in his pattern? Uh, you know, was he holding his arm back? What, you know, that always helps to know that much like with a, with a holding call down on the line of scrimmage. Sure. I'd like to have that characterized to know, you know, is it one of these five or six types uh of uh, of holding so that, that I can describe it because uh, you know if if, if coach uh, is getting in my ear either after this play or the next one down the line where he he has a different opinion about how that one went you know um, right. I, I've got that in the back of my mind to to be able to tell him what happened for sure for sure and and as uh, just uh, for this podcast i think as we go forward on on future episodes whenever we're talking about penalties and things like that i think we're going to talk about them in exactly that way we're going to describe the situation and then the answer is going to be okay the result of the play was interception by um, defense 32 but we've got pass interference on defense 32 as well so we're going to be enforcing from the previous spot, uh, fifteen yards, yeah. and and that if nothing else, I'll be quite honest, it's going to help me in the fall <laughs> to get right. to get a, a very I'm specific al- cadence down. And I'm also going to want to clarify that I've got no other flags down, or if there is sure. another flag down, that it's the same same infraction that uh, you know, winging whoever threw that second flag didn't see it a different way, right? Um, you know, I don't know if your crew uses the radios now. Uh, we just started that last year, um, and, and we're still learning how to to best utilize those. But those right. are you know taking away our excuses for you know excellent communication on in situations like that. For sure. So we uh, we don't use crews uh, set crews um, in our association. Okay. We we were assigned each game. Um, there are a couple referees that do have the radio sets and they use them. Um, okay. so, and, and, and then those got handed off to the top crews when we were going through the playoffs. So our, our mm-hmm. number one and two crews had the radios. Um, cause that's always, it, it's, it, I think from a perception standpoint, it, for the most part, it can be a good look. 
um, to, to have them because then it looks it looks like it's almost on that higher level of, of college or pro. Um, even yeah. though we, we, we know we're, we're screwing up what we're saying on the radio sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, 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 I think I know that as an official, I've got to get better at my foul reporting. And you picked up on one very specific piece, um, which was I will come in sometimes and say I've got holding um, on 32. I didn't tell you defense or offense, <laughs> and right, and right. and I I personally have to get better at that. Um, so that's why I, I'm thinking going through this cadence is just going to help um, me prepare for the fall. So and, that, and really, it's it's almost all officials. Uh, it, it doesn't matter if you're a first year or twenty first year. Uh, I I have to cover this in in pre games quite often. Is that um, you know for some reason it gets difficult to catch a number. Uh, you know, there's yeah. always going to be exceptions when you don't. Uh, but I tell you, it, it, it makes it tough to sell <laughs> from yeah. the white hat position. If I don't have, um, if I don't have a number to announce, uh, with confidence, uh, what we've got going on here. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's something I'm getting better at. And, and it, it's a tip I picked up, um, prior to the previous season was on my, on my scorecard um, just to write a tip one, one or two tips to remember so that when you pull that scorecard up, it's right there. And the one I always wrote down, every name was get a number. Um, And, and and I got a little better at it and it's just going to be one of those things that you continually get better at. Um, Cause I know I saw the foul, but you're right. The, The coaches a lot of times are like, how can I, teach them better if you don't tell me who it was to which the right, right. answer isn't go watch the video um <laughs> so, yeah that doesn't help you. so so great that uh, that that's that's real good on on foul reporting so another time where where you uh, i believe as a referee you're looking for input and, and this is a very referee specific foul is intentional grounding so how do you like to handle intentional grounding? Do you prefer that that's your flag and you don't mind dropping it late? Do you want your wings to be looking for that? How do you handle intentional grounding? Well, yeah, it, it is my flag that uh, that I need to be dropping. Um, I My wings know that I need to have some eye contact with them, uh, and they're going to help me out with – uh, and they'll, they'll verbalize to me whether it's uh directly or, or through the radio i had you know i had 98 in in the area right or uh, or uh, i have no no eligible receivers one or the other and i really like the way that that rule is structured in the high school game i don't like having real strict parameters like a uh college and nfl where okay was the inside or outside the tackle box did the ball go past the line of scrimmage you know i don't care you could tell when a guy's dumping yeah that ball to to save his hide um and and not lose the distance on a sack um and um also it it helps if uh if i see uh a wing come in and help me with uh that okay that ball might have been tipped um but you know i'm gonna have the the best vantage point um, there to, to make that call 
and um, I, I, I tend to give quarterbacks a lot of leeway, especially if they're sort of in the grasp and being tossed around. Right. That, that you know that ball is going to fly off in a strange direction, and right. of course it didn't cross the line of, line of scrimmage. So I've got <laughs> coaches on 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 the defensive sideline screaming, thinking that they know the rule that it didn't cross the line of scrimmage. Okay, hold on here. <laughs> right. right. This is NFHS guys. Um, but no, that that's uh, that's definitely a, a white hat type call, but with the input from the wing. Um, sometimes an umpire will, will have input on that, kind of depending on where it's at. But um, and and you're right, I don't mind dropping that a little bit late either. Um, if I find out late that uh, there were no eligibles uh, near enough to make that catch. Sure. Sure. I do. I do think that we will eventually see it evolve towards the college or, or NFL rules um, just to give the quarterbacks more leeway to dump it to prevent being hit um, just as as the rules move more towards safety. Um, yeah. But but yeah, it it, it it's going to make it more difficult. And I'm, I'm sure the, the college and NFL guys have. um knowledge of who's watching those things who's watching tackle bots who's watching line of scrimmage that sort of thing but yeah um so the uh, uh another uniquely referee call is is your roughing calls so roughing the pass or roughing the kicker um right what what is your what is your criteria for roughing the passer is it a number of steps is it um, is it, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, impact force. What, what are you looking for? Um, I guess that then, no, there's not a specific number of steps. I think it's, uh, I know, I know whether or not that, that defender had time to hold up or not. Sure. Okay. Um, or if he's just trying to punish and inflict a, a kind of a cheap shot. Sure. Um, I guess yeah, that's what it comes down to, and and that's that's one thing uh, to remind a, a new referee. And I got this drilled into my head. I think I told you at at that Sioux Falls uh, Sioux Empire football camp. Sure. Uh, by one of those clinicians was keep your eyes on the quarterback. You know, right. why are you looking down? That it's so tempting to look down the field that he makes that catch or not, or was he out of bounds? That type of thing. Got to keep that. Keep your eyes locked on quarterback right. and trust your wings and, and back judge to do their jobs and have their eyes done in the where the ball is. It, it's so easy to fall into that trap of, of ball watching. Sure. Uh, um, and this is a, you know a player safety thing where you just can't afford to take your eyes off of there. He's going to get lit up and you didn't see it. And oh my god. Yeah, all hell's gonna break loose. Yeah, yeah, it it definitely feels like one of those things that uh, is one is something to that I might struggle with um, in making the change. Um, when we do flag football, uh, I, I have been a referee in flag football, and that's that's always sure. the hardest thing is to stay on the quarterback. I, I don't really care what's happening down the field. Um, it sort of depends. How many officials are you gonna have in that? Uh, in those mechanics, is it, you know, in a in a flag, flag football, game. it's it's three. 
Three, um, so it's, yeah. it's three. So it's harder. Yeah. It's hard, right? But it, yeah. you still yeah. got to you still got to protect the quarterback, and then you can move downfield. Um, right. With the with the look. So. Um, yeah. In in Iowa, we use a five man crew. Um, they've made noises of going to seven for some of the uh, playoff or or sure. uh, four four A the highest highest class of games, but we're not there yet. Uh-huh. Right, right. No, we uh, we for 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 our tackle for our varsity tackle, it's been five um, with mm-hmm. seven the minute it enters playoffs. Um, okay. We used to our association used to run seven if we had a TV game. Um, then the schools would would allow would pay for seven. Um, okay, but the the local broadcaster who was broadcasting the Friday night games didn't do it anymore so we didn't have any more tv games to do that on so hmm. um it's a lot of fives uh, i think it'll be interesting to see I, I think there's a rule change coming up um maybe a suggestion it's either a suggestion or it's an actual when implemented change uh where they're saying to go to five for sub varsity um which is going to which is always i mean in on one aspect it's good it gets more more game time for officials. Um, but mm-hmm. it, I also understand it's, it, that's, that's not an insignificant cost impact to the schools. Um, right. So it'll be we interesting do, to see if do, that happens. Yeah. We do five on all the sub varsity, you know, freshmen and above. Yeah. Uh, yeah. freshman, sophomore, and then JV will all get five, uh, officials and then, um, four below that. Yeah, we, we, we dropped the back judge for, for sub-varsity, but I, I think with this new timing rule, I think it's going to have to go to five. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll know more as the season gets closer. <laughs> that's going to make things interesting, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. That, that, that's going to be a fun I mean, one. I, I'm, I'm glad they finally went to that just for the, for the you know, mirroring the upper uh, – uh, you know, the college game, et cetera, to, to get much closer to that. But, boy, it's going to be an adjustment this year, this season especially. Sure. Um, sure. I like I've it. Already, for... uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, I've already cracked open the, the little ready rough timer and made the uh, adjustment sure. so times the 40 and 25 now. But um, uh, that's the easy part. <laughs> right. For now sure. It, now it's going to be getting teams, coaches, and, and crews all on the same page for that. Yeah, I, I, I do think it's going to allow for more consistency. Um, you no longer have the referee controlling the tempo of the game, um, which absolutely right. happens at time to time. Um, yeah. So that this is this is now more this is the it's going to standardize the tempo of the game, which is a, probably a good thing. The only thing that won't be mm-hmm. standardized necessarily is how quickly that ball gets set, um, especially for some of your up, up-tempo teams. But that's that's never going to be solved. Um, it's going to be <laughs> when we can get it there. So, yep. and that's that's perfectly fair. So, very yep. good. Um, so so. Uh, it sounds like your interpretation of roughing is pretty much what the what the book says is did did the did the defense make an effort or or to to avoid making contact with the passer? Um, yeah, I, I, I assume... used to try to try to count one one thousand in my head, and, and 
I gave up trying to do that because it's it's really about intent or whether that guy could have held off or not. Right. Yeah, and 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 that that that's one. It's going to be one of those judgment things, and and uh, I'm sure you've heard you've heard many a complaint as as to your judgment on that one. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. So uh, uh, kick roughing the kicker, roughing the holder, very similar. Um, you're you're again just watching the charge of the defender. Yes, uh, what complicates that for us anyway is is that goofy rugby style kick. Sure. Okay, if you've got a team that does that, it, it, that throws a little bit of a wrench into it because, sure enough, there are coaches out there that have taught their kids that he, you know they they see on film that he does this rugby kick. You're going to take him out because he's a runner now. Right. Okay, it's like. Well, that's uh, not exactly the case, Coach. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we are going to give defense a lot more leeway uh, in those situations, but there is such thing as roughing on a on a rugby style kicker. Uh, it's just a higher standard. Right, right. Yep that 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 certainly is the case, and that certainly seems to be a point of emphasis on the quizzes as well, because I, I I do seem to see it repeated time and again about. When is when is a kicker a kicker? And the answer is always when he kicks the ball. Um, mm-hmm. So, so very good. So, um, so any other any other points of emphasis or, or things that I'm not thinking about regarding um, what you're looking for as a referee? I don't think so. I um, it's just uh, a matter of being dialed in to. Uh, the temperament of the game, you know, uh, making sure that uh, your crew is communicating. If you've got a couple of hotheads that have kind of, uh, you know, gotten into it, you know, nose to nose, face mask to face mask, you know, they have you talk to them to keep things from getting out of control, that type of thing. Right. Um, and, and yeah, you, you, you know how to identify, uh, who are the players that are likely to uh, to do something stupid? <laughs> right, right. How how often do you outside of them calling a timeout for an official conference um, regarding a rule interpretation? How much do you talk to the actual head coaches during a game? Uh, or what situations would would prompt that? I'll I'll, I'll phrase it a different way. Uh, what situations will prompt it are, is uh, I've got my wing telling me, hey, um, Dan, I need you over here because I need your help on with the coach on this one. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's pretty rare. I've, I've found, you know. Yeah. Say on, on Friday night games, you know, nine of them in a regular season, I might run into that three or four times uh, in a season. Sure. Uh, early last season, I had a coach who uh, I could tell was just trying to play me a little bit <laughs> yeah. in terms of uh, my, he could tell his kids were gassed and it was a crucial point in the game and he wanted to talk about something just to get them a breather. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. As, as a, as a wing official, for the most part, any time a coach like, I need to talk to him about that. I'm like, coach. You want to talk to him? It's a timeout. 
Um, and that that's that's as far as we're going with that. Um, I try and manage that as as a wing. Um, and and sometimes it's not manageable. Sometimes you gotta you gotta get the help. Um, but other than that, that's a. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, your 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 comment about three or four times a season sounds about right. That sounds about what I've seen as well. And I still do quite a few lower level games, you know, throughout the week. You know, I'll do at least two or three uh, other nights uh, each week during the season for uh, you know sub varsity and even youth uh, football where they need officials. Sure. Um, and that, those are opportunities where I like to, you know, for lack of a better term, sort of try out or audition some new officials, you know, to to get get a chance to work with them, uh, learn what they're like, and if if there's somebody I might want to um, keep in mind for a future spot on my crew, type of thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I I wish we had uh, the only time we've got anything any kind of youth is is Saturday mornings. Um, and the, uh, I mean, in our area, it, it's a very standard cadence of Thursday is your, is your, um, sub varsity, Friday is your varsity, Saturday is your youth. So, um, I wish there were more opportunities during the week. That, that would be great. Are you doing many, uh, double headers on Friday night? No, no. On Thursdays, we get the, the freshman JV double headers, but on Friday, it's, okay. it's, it's single, uh, it's single varsity game usually. All right. It depends on the class that we're working, but, um, um, seems like three, a two, a, uh, classes here in Iowa will run into, uh, a freshman game, you know, a curtain raiser game that kicks off at four thirty PM and before, uh, you know, a roughly seven o'clock, seven thirty kickoff for the for the varsity. Interesting. Now, okay. Uh, I'm I'm not a fan of that, <laughs> and most crews yeah. aren't. But uh, um, I've only got two of those on my schedule this year. Um, um, I know some guys, uh, some crews who who love the double headers on Friday nights, and and they'll. Uh, scramble around to, to try to get more of them um i'm old enough where that's that's not a not a good thing for me uh, <laughs> at the end of a double header and my uh whether it's an ankle or a knee might be screaming at me especially oh, yeah. late in the season you know i, I just don't need it <laughs> oh yeah but it is nice uh, uh for the curtain razor games i always uh make a point to um take off my white hat and i'll either on the umpire or a wing position and but uh another member of my crew runs run the white hat and we all kind of switch up a little bit sure uh just to help to prepare for you know the situations where there might be an injury and you gotta jump into a different position in a pinch like that right right yep that that makes perfect sense yeah i i i completely understand the 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 aging body issue i had <laughs> i had four double headers this week in both lacrosse and flag football so i'm looking forward to taking this weekend and just relaxing because it's been a lot of running. <laughs> how do you like how do you like lacrosse i haven't figured that game out yet I, it's fascinating to watch but i, don't I, know if it, I, can... I tell you what it, it this now i'm going to be very clear this is girls high school lacrosse and the reason i'm clear is i've been told boys high school lacrosse is different it's legalized assault 
is essentially the way it's been <laughs> described to me. Um, and yeah. then the college game is a, is a different set of rules as well as normal. And it just plays different. So um, I, I really enjoy the girls' high school game. Um, I knew very little about the game. I, I, I kind of knew roughly what the game was about, but nothing about the rules before starting. Um, the associate was mm-hmm. really good about getting me up to speed on it. Um, it's been a lot of fun to be out there. It's it's very interesting how the different sports require different types of running. Um, football is a lot of fast starts, fast stops. You know, you 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 kind of hold in place, and then you're off at a sprint for ten yards, and then you have to stop and back up a couple yards to get your spot. Um, it, it's a lot yeah. of fast starts, fast stops. Um, soccer, which I did over the winter, is a lot of shuffling and a lot of jogging, not a lot of full-out sprinting. Mm-hmm. And then lacrosse is 60 yards up and down the field, just back and forth, back and forth. Because once once they get the ball and they're going, most of the time they're going all the way. So you're just uh-huh. running up each, and down each uh, each time. So very interesting how, how, how they all uh, – there are two, two officials in the regular season. Um, in okay. playoffs, they'll, ju- they'll move up to three. Um, right. And, and it's just, it, it's, it's 24 players on a field, two officials. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, that, that leads to some interesting situations, which we had one last night, girl, towards the end of the game, I've got a girl screaming at me. She hit me in the mouth. She hit me in the mouth. The other girl's like, I didn't, uh-huh. I didn't. And I'm like, I, I can't be watching everyone. If you got hit, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it was away from the play. So I didn't see it. Um, and she was not happy with me. I'm like, I can't, I, it was literally at the end of the game. So, um, uh-huh. we, the, the game was over 15 seconds later. So I immediately walked over to the coach. I said, number three is not happy with me because she says she got hit in the mouth. It was away from the play. And he's like, yeah, I get it. Don't worry about it. So, uh, <laughs> it, it was, yeah, but, but again, it's 24 on, uh, on the field It's 12 aside. And, uh, and there's, there's just no way of keeping an eye on everyone. So you do your best. Um, so yeah. it, it's been it's been fun. I, I really am enjoying it though. So. Good. Yeah, well, I, I encourage uh, others on my crew to to dabble in uh, in other sports. My uh, my umpire is a regular soccer uh, official, and that sure. was the sport he he was a goalie in the college level. Um, and let's see, uh, one wing has he's been a basketball official as long as he's been football so close to 20 years of basketball for him um back judge uh is a baseball umpire as well sure um, but i'm just football you know yeah and and, and i really got into it I, I, because i i hate i hate going to the gym i hate running i hate i hate exercising for the sake of exercising um oh yeah so yeah. this keeps me going you know fall through end of spring I'm on a field somewhere doing something that's yeah. keeping me in shape. Um, and it's it's worked beautifully. By the end of the soccer season, I was like, I'm in good shape right now. I, I can run 60 yards at a, at a good pace and hardly be breathing hard by the time I get the other end. So I'm like, this is working. This is exactly what I need. Yeah. So 
Um, I'll have to do something over the summer to stay in shape because I don't, I won't have a lot over the summer, but that's okay. It's Florida. You don't want a lot outdoors over the summer. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. Well, well, Dan, thank you. Thank you again for joining today. It's, it's been great to talk to you and I appreciate your insight on, on everything uh, around the referee position. Hey, thanks for, uh, Thanks for reaching out, John. And I want to tell you, I thought you did a great job with, especially with the uh, episode I heard a few weeks ago, uh, focusing on that Sioux Empire camp. Sure. Um, uh, over in Sioux Falls, that's the one that I've been to uh, five times in the years past, and I plan to go again this year. I had a couple of years off there, but uh, sure. I think I'd you know, try to get a few other crew members uh, interested in going and from from where I'm at here in Des Moines it's just a four hour drive so it's, sure. it's well, easy to get to and it's just a great lineup of clinicians yeah no I'm, I've already got my uh, I've already got my ticket purchase for that I just have to purchase uh, my airfare um, actually oh, going to bring my wife and my old, my youngest up with, with me um, we're going to go hit Mount Rushmore on the other side of the state, either before or after, and that area. Right. Um, so we're gonna make a we're gonna make a nice summer trip out of it. But uh, it, it the 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 good episodes are made by the good the good guests, and and Orrin was a great <laughs> guest, and and I think this will be yeah. an, another one. So I, yep. I Orrin's I, a great guy. He's a great he servant of the game. Yep. Yep. So uh, well, again, I appreciate. I might get to meet you in person. Absolutely, I look forward to it. Um, let, let's make sure to catch up there. So, thank you very much Sounds again, good. Dan. Thanks. All right. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group, Friday Night Stripes, or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight 'em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.